0: Faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive,
1: able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Well, welcome to a special edition of the Film Ireland podcast where I'm joined with Mr. Paul Farron. Hello, pleased to meet everybody. <laughs> and Scott Adair. Good evening. Uh, so as both say who you are, what you do. Uh, I'm a sometime filmmaker and sometime writer with
2: Film Ireland and uh, I read too many comics and that's still not enough. <laughs> uh,
0: I am a sometime comic book guy who works in a comic book store called Forbidden Planet and that's my life
1: well if the giveaway wasn't there we're discussing pretty much exclusively DC Universe stuff today in light of a certain film that may have come out recently don't know if you heard about it got a bit of marketing a little bit yeah, yeah. well Paul you seem to have a lot of opinions on this from talking to you beforehand so start us off well means.
2: I'm probably the, the the softest critic of this film I think uh, I had seen I followed too much of the hype mm-hmm. and so I went in with low
1: expectations so I came out happy enough really because yeah. the impression I got from you from emails and stuff, I thought you loved it and you were, like, you were really pumped for it so you didn't like it
2: <laughs> no I, I did like it okay. I didn't hate it I I kind of fell on the film's side because it got such a bashing mm-hmm. I suddenly felt that I, I needed to help, uh, go with the underdog I'm and suddenly so. the film became an underdog because <laughs> it got such a kicking It was it was shocking I like changing camps as much as possible. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, but I think, for me, uh, we were saying this earlier, I think the marketing kind of didn't help. It was so hyped and the expectations were so high. And I don't know what they were high for. That's down to people's own desires and needs from what they expect to get from a comic book film. And I think a lot of people, including Zack Snyder, believe it or not, I think he got more of a kick in than he deserved as well. What do you think, Scott?
0: Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, I feel like the marketing of the movie actually killed it for me personally. I Like when I, got, when I saw the second trailer, I was really bummed out compared to how excited I was when I saw the yeah. first trailer. Yeah. So that caused me to go into the movie with low expectations. I wasn't expecting to love it and I came out really happy. And what made me love the movie more and made me go to the cinema and watch it another two times was the fact that anytime I saw something online, I saw Snapchat, I saw WhatsApps from my friends and they were just like, it's terrible. It's the worst movie I've ever seen. And I'm just, I'm like, where, where were you? Were you in, were you watching the same thing I watched? I was like, have you ever read a comic book before? Because that's exactly what you were watching. And I was like, sometimes the script isn't portrayed as well as it could be from a comic book but i i i, I had no problems with that movie bar pacing I, I like i felt like
1: you could easily tell that there was a lot yeah. cut out. there was a
2: hundred mile an hour beginning to that film <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> and not a single establishing shot just location 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 character character i'm interested though you're saying that was exactly like a comic book movie or a comic book um really <laughs> It's like it, a Frank it, Miller it's, comic. It's, it's, it's multiple comic books, I think. Yeah.
0: it goes. It, I feel like it goes across multiple genres and multiple styles. It can go, you know, when you have Lois Lane going and doing her own thing. She's the the reporter slash detective trying to figure out who's behind all this. And that ties into the overall finding out that Lex Luthor was behind everything. He was, like, creating this hatred between the two heroes.
2: Uh, I take another interesting thing about it as a piece of story that true people was that Superman is not really in a position of doing anything until almost the end of the film until he's forced they're totally unaware of any conspiracy and yeah. that made it in some
1: ways a Batman movie with a Superman guest appearance well Discuss. the impression oh. I got from a lot of the pre-release <laughs> stuff was that this it, it did start off as basically Man of Steel 2 then they're like okay put Batman in then it became just Justice League lead in But it sounds like from the way they tested this one with audiences, they did intentionally cut down Superman stuff and put in more Batman stuff.
2: Considering it was actually a Superman movie. (laughs) I've read now that Zack
1: said he was never intending it as a sequel. He said that since then, yeah. yeah. But then again, you also yeah. said Man of Steel wasn't meant to be the Justice League or the Star of DC universe, and that ended up being that. But well. that's
0: that's also uh, completely evident when you watch Man of Steel and you watch mm. Batman vs Superman. Absolutely, you, you realize that there's no mention of anyone. Like they had that very very brief moment where in the battle of Metropolis between Zod and Superman and Man of Steel, that everyone's like, if you if you freeze frame a certain shot, you can see Wayne the Wayne logo, the, Wayne, yeah. the Wayne Enterprise building. But that's the only indication that you got that there was any sort of hero, like uh, people. So, like,
1: there was a LexCorp satellite yeah, in there mm-hmm. as
2: well.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that's when he was um, in space.
1: So there was whales. People assumed the whales meant Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, I thought the introduction of the metahumans was a little troy and clunky. Atrocious. It was when atrocious. Aquaman <laughs> came out of his uh, little rock pool, it was yeah, it, it see, was like he was in an aquarium somewhere. That, that that kind of,
0: yeah, I didn't really like. That's the kind of thing that I don't even think about when I'm when I talk about how much I like the movie because like that that sequence where she, like you know he's going through the computer files and he's seeing those logos that are already there. I so love I'm that. Like, oh. I, I love it.
2: So someone I came across a thing oh. where someone was giving out about that he found the uh, DC comic files. I I think that was done with tongue firmly in cheek.
0: Yeah, I think it's like it's a really easy way to introduce the fact that there are other
2: meta humans out there. Um, the quick
1: version.
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's pretty much it's you know quick gist. Well, it. it was
1: quick just, but it was literally just trailers. Like it was literally trailers <laughs> for upcoming movies in the yeah, order they're coming out. Like I didn't, I know I did hate it, but the reason I hated it is because the way they brought in Flash earlier on in the movie without explaining him, like that was the best way of doing it because yeah. audiences aren't going to care. Like a general audience won't care anyway. These people are, so if you're going to do it in a way that's only going to be for comic book fans, do it in a way that doesn't draw attention to itself. But that Flash bit, the Flash time trial, bit, was great. Yeah, more of that would have been nice.
2: Well, interesting criticism early days was, um, well all the way through, was the dream sequences. And in fact, mm. they're not actually dream sequences, are they? That, that,
0: that's to be debated, I think. Well, I, I think they all are bar one. <laughs> well, bar one, and I think the only one that isn't, is the Flash actually visiting yeah. him from out of...
2: I know, but there's not a lot of information in the whole desert apocalypse stuff that yeah, was very that, much reflecting the Dark Side universe. All
0: they're looking to do there is just you know, foreshadow what's coming and that, yeah. obviously that does it is foreshadowed again at the end of the movie with Lex in, in the cell in an
1: inexplicable character turn that only got made sense when the lead scenes started coming out yep <laughs> uh,
0: yeah his other his madness <laughs> where did that come from
1: <laughs> yeah that's probably my biggest issue of the whole movie is Lex I don't know what way they wrote that character he had no clear motivation or rather he had five different motivations none of which gelled or made sense and like, I didn't actually hate Eisenberg's performance like it wasn't very yeah. luthery but it was fun I guess but I just, I didn't understand what his motivation was. Because he initially says it's, it's just superman but super Then it's a whole dad, God thing. And then yeah. it's suddenly, oh, Darkseid's coming, he which is inexplicably new.
2: Well, he came off as a wee bit of a prophet at the end, didn't he? Mm. Mm. And he like, uh, he more or less said, there's big nastiness on the way and you're not prepared for it. I think the reason... And there's some... Sorry. Sorry. I came across some bit, there's a bigger bit of business in the ship, with, L- with Luthor yeah before... that was the
1: scene they released just the two days after the movie came out I think. yeah
2: that was very quick
1: with the, the alien yeah, yeah. Steppenwolf the, uh, apocalypse
0: so
2: a- again
1: that's all well and good to say but it should have been more uh, implied better in the, in the film it should have been and also I think even the whole profit angle at the end makes no sense because if he's like you're not prepared for this then why did he kill Superman Superman's the one person potentially capable of thwarting a dark side invasion. Why would you intentionally kill that man and then go, Oh, there's worse stuff coming, and I just killed our one deterrent.
2: Well, this might be a good time to go back and look at the Luthors of the past, right? Because
1: in the Golden Gosh, Age, step for a moment. in the Golden Age of Superman, <laughs>
2: Luthor, as we know, is bald. I, I was I was a bit surprised that he was bald through shaving and that and not by <laughs> hanging around with Kryptonite for too much. Uh, I hoped his hair would just fall out. From but uh, apparently that's what happens in the golden age is that his hair fell out. There was a fire. Yeah. And uh, again, from dabbling in too much kryptonite, I think. And um, hmm. that's why he hates Superman. But that's evolved quite nicely. I mean, he uh, there's in the comic books, and we were, t- we were talking about all-star Superman, yeah. uh, Grant Morrison and Great Frank Quietly's piece which is a lovely nod to the Golden Age comics. Again, which most people don't really read. That 1950s, early 1960s stuff. They're great it's fun. It's hard to read these the, 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 Ah, they're fairy tales. Beautiful artwork. I absolutely mm. stand by the artwork. It's absolutely gorgeous. And they are naff in, to, to look back on, but I, I appreciate that. But to, to talk about the Lex, I mean, look at all the reinventions of him over the years. And he's been reinvented about three or four times. I think in the DC universe, he's actually a hero at the moment. Or he was there about a bit year ago. the Justice ago. League, I think. Yeah, yeah I the think he's still sort of. He finally became the hero character. that Superman is, and also they put in the whole love interest thing mm-hmm. uh, when John Byrne got on board. It was all to do with uh, love of Lois. I mean, could be the most loved woman that you're going to why ever <laughs> created in comic book universe, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I just think that the, the, pure jealousy works for that character, but they still needed a little bit more. In terms of his insanity, because there was one, there was some throwaway moments that I did like, but I watched uh, like when he blows up the Senate mm-hmm. uh, with poor old um, Holly, Hunter. Holly Hunter, and uh, you saw that coming with the little jar. What was the reference? Granny's peach tea. Uh, yeah. Peach tea? Yeah. yeah, and tell that would give me passion, telling me it's Granny's peach tea. I thought that was a really good scene. Yeah, but... and he you that poor girl, that poor uh, sexy aide of his. Oh <laughs> he threw her <laughs> yeah. away as he just kind of oh,
0: she knew it was happening as well. Like you could see when she looked in the seat. And oh,
2: yeah, but there was a bit of a look. Uh oh, we're all going to blow that, up. It. And there's no the reason end. why she died. That's,
1: I mean, that, maybe I, 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 I liked the machinations this, but...
2: there. I thought they were silly, but uh, I didn't join. But I did, again, it's always a little bit more you felt that you mm. were doing a bit more work in terms of helping the story along than the film was actually yeah. doing. And also, I mean, if it, uh, to, to do more criticisms, I wanted more Clark Kent. No, not the buffoon. We can't do, unfortunately, the buffoon of Clark Kent. Uh, which is a shame because it's an interesting persona. And again, Grant Morrison did a great job of, of that in uh, All-Star Superman. You understood it in a very more profound way than some of the uh, other films. Though, to hark back to 1979 and Superman the movie, I mean, listen to that title. It was called Superman the movie on all the posters because it was such an event that you're actually going to see someone actually flying and it didn't look yeah. like they were flattened against the green screen. And well, for it does the first, now in hindsight, but... <laughs> well, some of it works beautifully. There's some amazing um, acro- acrobatics in that film in, mm. in the early days. And, like, I- I'm still surprised that we don't have a lot more just using CGI to just rub out the wires and let the yeah. wires do all the work and you have some amazing flying scenes. But, uh, yeah, that Superman and that Clark Kent were quite interesting. And that was a battle of seriousness versus campness. And I think part of the problem is now suddenly with, again, a major criticism for this one has been it's too serious. I think everybody wants their cake and eat it. Yeah.
1: You know, also- I still feel like in terms of this whole serious versus camp thing, The First Avengers movie hit the right balance tone-wise in that it's there's jokes in it but then it's dramatically viable whereas something like Age of Ultron is too far either way where so it's just jokes 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 there's no stakes no drama. This one I like what they were going for with it. I don't think it quite made it there. Like, there are jokes in that screenplay and I did laugh at them, but it's also, it's too serious that then when it goes in for the more comic booky moments, the more sort of campy moments like the whole Martha thing, it just falls apart around itself. It, it doesn't hold up. I was surprised that that one went
2: all the way to the shoot, to be quite honest. The Martha thing. Yeah, I was. So just to explain to people who haven't seen the film. Oh,
1: it's not worth uh, it. They both have moms
2: <laughs> called Martha. But uh, uh, only Batman's mother is his actual birth mother. Mm. but Superman's still alive so Batman gets to not save his mother's life by saving Superman's mother's life but
1: here's the thing I will say about that because before this movie came out they were going on and on and on about how this was so so intelligent and audiences won't get it and I think I know what they mean like the idea of layering in the mother thing is actually not that bad of an idea because oh, it's not he, at all because yeah because usually it's Jonathan Kent it's Jor El it's Thomas Wayne they get the main focus like Martha Wayne gets barely looking in any, in any comics even not really much you didn't really even see her face no but actually that's true <laughs> I <Like laughs> saw
0: you saw her eye at one point after yeah she'd her blood soaked eye being shot
1: <laughs> well she wasn't you know um, what's his face who played hey, well, someone else would... Wayne. <laughs> Oh, uh... Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Morgan. Anyway, the point I was going to finish was... Usually, like, look at the Chris Nolan Batman movies. It's all about father figures. It's Raish. It's Thomas Wayne. It's all the crap. Whereas... I like the idea of this one being about... Martha Kent being about Martha Wayne. It's all about mother figures. And that nicely changes the dynamic of these movies. But... They did nothing with it, and it was just a weird, very like surface-level plot point, and I thought that was a waste it, opportunity. It felt
0: like an easy yeah. way to go about ending it and getting them to be friends before Doomsday showed up, exactly. I think.
2: Also, the pacing of that was very badly placed, because she more or less turned up so that we'd understand why she was kidnapped. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. they the amount of scenes between that moment and the kidnapping were three or four. Yeah. It's like, let's show mom, so you know who she is again from the last film, and then we're going to put her in peril.
1: It's the same with the Waynes in the opening bit. That opening sequence is only there so that Thomas Wayne can scream Martha so the audience knows her name. That's the only reason that sequence is there.
2: And also that uh, Zach can show off that he loves Dark Knight Returns and copy nearly every frame from Dark Knight Returns. I did love that opening. Someone said that the most killed couple on screen ever (laughs) are uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne. (laughs) And that is one of the the, the, uh, more lavish versions of their death I've seen.
0: It was, I felt like that whole opening with the the sort of the score and everything, it kind of got me going. I was like, you know mm, what? I was like, I'm ready for this movie. I'm ready to see what they've got next. And then when it went into the Metropolis scene, you know, uh, Gets even better. Earth is introduced to the Superman. They called him the Superman. Mm. Uh, them the Superman. Yeah. And I was like, yes. I was like, and then you see everything from Bruce Wayne's perspective. And I'm like, you know what? This is, this is This is going to be really good.
1: And then 18 months later and... You know. Yeah, and then it kind of
0: just for an hour and a half it just took a downturn, you know, it was really slow paced, nothing really...
1: But even that Metropolis opening sequence, the the setup for the mother thing is there again because it's Bruce seeing that saving that small child and going, where's your mommy? And it's like, oh, she's dead. And, oh, Superman killed her mother too. Like they tried to layer it in and then they just gave up, I guess.
2: Well, if you look at the film in terms of the old archetypal hero's journey, it's it's oh, Bruce Wayne's journey that we're really mm-hmm. following through the story. Yeah. Uh Superman's is the subplot of the film. Yeah. It's about uh him realising, you know, trusting and knowing who your allies are over who your enemies are. That was what they were trying to convey. Yeah. As I said, the argument was was it too simplistic? It's a movie, I don't think we we think we could really if you want to go and look for something really, really profound, go and read Tolstoy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: They're just moving pictures after all.
2: Some <laughs> Wonderful of... moving pictures. Though. <laughs> uh, uh, anyone, what do you guys think of the CGI? And, and uh, there was an awful lot of uh, people seemed to give out about Doomsday looking like a giant turd. I wasn't upset by it, but I don't think CGI monsters have come, al- come along very well over the years. He looks like a giant turd in the comics anyway. He just a <laughs> there you go. Yeah. On him.
0: That's that's really it. Though. Um,
2: He's not a very visually interesting character. And funnily
0: enough, I got a book in work um, on Wednesday and it's the concept art of Batman vs. Superman and Doomsday looks almost identical to how he looks in the death of the Superman arc where mm-hmm. Doomsday is first introduced and into that battle sequence kind of thing Um, yeah he's a lot more
1: spikier he's a which they <laughs> kind of got a bit towards in the movie like his second or third it was iteration it was. Yeah, and then it, it, then it yeah. just
0: then that ending happened
2: <laughs> I, I liked him I have to say I, it I did I, yeah I, in terms of CGI it is what it is but I liked it
0: they were building it to the point where every time he gets really badly damaged mm-hmm. that he becomes more he evolves, powerful yeah. he evolves and I think they could have done it a couple more times where they could have done it in waves but by the time he had actually grown the big spikes out of his arm after Wonder Woman cut his hand off I felt like he could have went another two they, they could have extended that scene a bit more but I felt like they didn't have enough to do with it 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 was so sectioned in one area mm. where they like, didn't want to go and destroy another city.
1: Well, they didn't mind doing it this time, but they made sure to let you know there was no inhabited, inhabited yeah. areas oh, every they're, they're second they're line. Not, was, it's okay. It's empty. It's, there's no one there. The workday was over. It's fine. It's, there's no one on that island. There's no one in those docks. That's it. I did find that funny. just Zack Snyder's... <laughs> I, I do. T- yeah.
2: I t- because there was dollar critique great. over uh, Man That's, of Steel... Yeah but we've had so much of it but with it Avengers and everything but else. The that difference
1: is, damage. though, Avengers, the entire final battle sequence is just them saving civilians, whereas Man of Steel, he doesn't try and save anyone. Like, I get the argument that, yeah, he's kind of, he's probably throwing his odd towards emptier buildings and stuff, but... He's trying to stop it. He could but have he saved also, a single... Per- I thought he saved people at the very, very end of it. But fight,
0: he also but couldn't... Like, he's only new to th- his powers, essentially, yeah. at this point. He only is... He's, he's discovering himself as a hero in Man of Steel, and you could see in... Sort of final sequence of uh, Batman vs Superman, he can hear Lois drowning, yeah. and I was like, he—I don't think he had that sort of high. Sensitivity, I'd agree with that, yeah. Yeah, it's like, I don't but know. I still feel
1: your first thought wouldn't be to let's fight in a major metropolitan area, let's go to space. Which yeah. I mean, the only reason he didn't go to space was Zack Snyder wanted to show up the City Blowing Up, like that wasn't I even think a he character. He also was. wanted to do
0: the nuke scene as well, like that was in the Dark Night Returns, but, turn, but they yeah. didn't do it as well as they did it in the first of all, the animated movie. And oh, damn, the was so good. The animated movie where Superman falls to earth and he's all yeah. hired looking because he'd just been nuked. And he falls to the ground and he, he soaks up all the energy from the flowers and the yeah. ground. I would have loved to have seen that instead of him just basking in the sunlight like he did in the movie. I felt like they could have done a lot more with that. They could have done that a lot
1: better. But that, I think, is the main problem of the entire movie. Is that Zack Snyder, I don't think, gets these characters. He loves the mm-hmm. visuals of it. And I think he is a great visual filmmaker. But he can't tell a good story. Yeah. Like I, I really like Sucker Punch, but it's not a good movie. But it looks great. 300 again, it's all just about... Frank Miller's visuals. Yeah, I think Sucker Watch Punch Man. Stone Watch is a total aberration.
2: Mm-hmm. I, don't, I wouldn't even hold that against him. It's just one particularly bad day he had.
1: <laughs> but again, like the subtext of that movie is really interesting. It's just terribly dumb.
2: But it, okay, so just, that's, uh, I'm curious to think mm-hmm. what this is gonna, how this is going to affect the battle of the franchises. Now, as we said, DC are doing it. I think one of their biggest problems was they're trying to do a big catch-up. Oh, yeah. On Marvel. Marvel now in phase three at this
1: stage, aren't they? No. So, oh, yeah, three. Yeah, yeah. They're in
2: phase three. They've had two Avengers movies. They've had the Hulk, Iron Man. Seems like up 12? They've have managed they to go nice left to center film by Ant-Man, which I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Though I have to say the first 20 minutes were nearly painful. It took a while to get warmed up to. But oh, it did. Which movie? Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Oh, no, I loved it. But the first 20, I thought that was the clunkiest beginning to a film yeah? in a while. Yeah, yeah. apart from the. The uh, Michael Douglas, look at me, I'm young again scene. Mm. I thought that was cool. I was like, I lo- <laughs> That wasn't good CGI. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that's good CGI. Because <laughs> they attempted that. Remember they attempted it years ago on uh, oh, the uh, X-Men movies? Yeah, Patrick Stewart. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> 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 that, that's right. I hope they fix that in the future. They George Lucas on it. Um, but the serial nature of this, in a way, you can actually blame Star Wars for this. It goes mm. back to the 80s when Empire Strikes Back gave us a movie with a cliffhanger which again is a throwback to the old serials that would have kept kids busy on a saturday morning yeah except for this so what what the argument is that dc have pushed the, it too far in creating too many little threads that have now uh, t- nothing to tie them up include i think wonder woman being the biggest uh
0: well her movie's out next
1: so that's I think next that, year yeah, as well, isn't it? It's, it's, well, Suicide Squad first, then Harry Oh uh, yeah,
0: well, that, that's that's going to be that's going to have Batman in it, but I don't know in what context that'll take place. Also, actually, current?
1: quickly to go back to that, if Batman is now killing constantly in these movies, why wouldn't he kill the Joker the first time he shows up?
0: I don't think... There's no reason he yeah, can't just break his neck
1: now. I don't think that
0: the Batman sequence in Suicide Squad is going to be uh in present time I no guess. it'll be I it'll mean, be a prequel it's going to yeah. be a flashback to before but well, the rumor um,
1: is it'll be the death of jason tall yeah so. i think it's going to be uh, a 10 minute sequence yeah it's going to be it's going to be deep man <laughs> <laughs> so full of intelligence
2: apparently that's been cursed with a lot of reshoots and attempts to inject well, humor. okay here's the thing yeah. about that
1: um i don't mind the injection of humor but everyone's going oh batman superman did so bad like, it's too grim and serious reshoots but you can't in a week decided to reshoot on a major blockbuster that was planned weeks in advance set the book studio space get the oh, actors no back. I wasn't
2: saying they just did it on I Tuesday everyone else was saying
1: that though uh, <laughs>
0: they, I... just, they saw the reviews and they're like oh no <laughs> we need to do this again get Will Smith in here right <laughs> now
2: <laughs> get him back when they, when Superman or Batman versus Superman I, I always keep saying Superman versus Batman for some reason I don't. I think it's because Superman came out first and mm. in my mind it should go that way I'm surprised they didn't market it that way I have two different titles knocking around mm. but there's another beast um they were very quick to get it out very close to the reviews. They did not want oh, those yeah. reviews out quick. So that to me is based on previews going back weeks, months before and yeah. then they may have made those mm-hmm. decisions. But they're cramming in something like five
1: movies in the next two years, I think. Which isn't in this modern at least era that out of out of the norm but it, mm. it is weird given that you know like Marvel built up to that doing like what are five movies a year well, they started it <laughs> well they started yeah where I, I do feel DC I, I'm kind of glad they're doing this because when they first announced that Man of Steel wouldn't be alone, that it would be the first leading Justice movie oh god because I didn't want to face you know six more origin movies than a Justice League movie five years down the line I'm kind of glad they it's going screw it it's happening in two years time and just fix it from there I guess but it is already showing in the cracks and yeah obviously what Marvel did made a lot more sense it took its time whereas this one is just here's a Superman movie here's a Batman Superman movie also Wonder Woman's there and then they're all going to show up next one but, eh, fine um, I'm still looking forward to Justice League I kind of secretly hope Zack Snyder gets fired for his it shooting it's, it's, it sc- it's shooting in the next yeah, exactly because he's not going fired <laughs> Um,
0: yeah, I, I had the same feeling. I, I when I first sort of posted my thoughts online about the movie, I said that I feel like Zack Snyder should leave the franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, going, yeah. If he can't convey that story, like if he if his storytelling isn't as strong as others, I think he should have stepped down. Like the pacing issues are what got me with Batman vs Superman. Like I'm not so much annoyed at the fact that they're trying to do all these different things, like the Flashpoint paradox and all the origin stories mm-hmm. at once. It, it's a lot to take in for like the casual movie goer who just likes to see people in capes fighting each other. But yeah, yeah it's, it's a lot to sort of when you... When and you they look,
2: do make up for a lot of the revenue. Yeah,
0: like I think all the origin stories, like when you think about how much Marvel made over the course of their phase one and their phase two, like that's billions and billions and billions of dollars. Whereas DC have now just decided to just start theirs from the get-go and set up their, their, their crossover movie, Justice League. So well, it, the question there, though,
1: is, is the, the audience appeal for the casual viewer spectacle or drama? Like, I, I know people love the Chris Nolan movies because they're just really good, but I think there's a certain perceived notion that the only reason Marvel's doing well is because every movie has the same formula. It's colourful people show up, say some jokes, and then the last half an hour is explosions and punches. fighting. Yeah, Which DC, Benny went, well, let's just do that. And <laughs> I guess it didn't work for them. But I do think it was a kind of like a frantic...
0: Mm. clamoring of yeah, you was. know we got to get we got to get these movies out instead of let's not start on the, the from the beginning because at the end of the day it's it's a it's a it's a sigh you know we, oh, we have to start from the beginning we have to do all these origin stories we have to wait like six years to get yeah. this crossover movie that people are going to be pining for instead of let's just do it but let's introduce seven different stories in one movie and and people will be confused for the next few years but it'll eventually it'll make sense but they have to do that because Marvel have gotten away with
2: that I mean God almighty when the hell is Thanos going to turn up he showed up briefly he he was (laughs) he he, he he was in Guardians he mutters around on his planet in his big chair in the instant (laughs) bugger all uh, he's managed to link uh, three movies I think at this stage Mm -hmm.
0: but he is coming though but I like the fact that the people on, like the heroes on earth still don't know about it as whereas Batman
2: now is aware that someone's coming from space yeah. to take over. <laughs> you just put a mad idea in my head. Do you remember the first time Marvel and DC actually met and we had Superman and Spider-Man met? Who when are you they going to do that? Wolver-
0: <laughs> Wolver- who did Wolverine work with on that, that crossover? Paul, uh, Wol- uh, no,
2: was it Wolverine crossover? I think
1: it was Wolverine and Batman. Yeah, I know. That yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see Thanos and
1: Darkseid kick ass. But there'd be no point. They're the same character. <laughs> but that's, they're, I they're think, They're both actually, big and purple. That's yeah, they're both big and purple. They both came from, was it, Starling wrote the two of them I think Jim Starling. I Starling. think the
2: solicitors had that argument well, that they're yeah. different characters it's been proved
1: but I, I mean, that's the thing, part of the catch up thing that we're talking about is that DC could do this where they take all the origin movies do them all one off the other but by that point, Marvel have finished Infinity War, and Thanos will be out. They, they need to get Darkseid out at least at the same time, if not before. Th- that's what and they're that's doing. They're, the they're problem, doing it you know? before. Like, he'll, yeah.
0: he'll definitely be in Justice League at some point.
1: Which I'm kind of looking forward to, because it seems like my big worry with Thanos is that Marvel have gone too far down the Joss whedon Robert Downey junior Jokey law lot at this point, that I think Thanos will probably be a fun villain, but not a very dramatically compelling one. Whereas I'm actually dying to see DC's Darkseid, because but- he'll be so self-important and over the top and serious. Which you kind of want from your magical space, so, you know.
2: Well, Darkseid is a very pragmatic character mm. compared to Thanos. I don't know if you know Thanos Darkseid is more well. melodramatic, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Thanos, he worships
0: death. Like, that, that's his thing. He, he's like... Darkseid <laughs>
2: reminds me of um, uh, Alan Moore's depiction of evil in Swamp Thing all those years ago. I don't you remember the Todd McFarlane oh, yeah. where evil finally meets and it just knows that it is. Mm. And Darkseid has that bizarre attitude <laughs> which goes beyond the evil whereas thanos just wants to rule everything
0: i think the nightmare sequence in the batman vs Superman. i think that kind of really shows off what dark side will be about in in terms of like the utter destruction of planet earth like he saw like the flames and the destruction and everything i think that's he's going to turn earth into the planet that he's from called apocalypse yeah whereas thanos just wants to rule with an iron fist he wants like uh, colonies and worlds to buy before him it's it's an ego thing with that character mm. Um, he likes to kill people that's really it there's no other sort of
2: motive behind it from well what that's why I was saying comics. earlier we were talking about the dream sequences versus yeah. uh, visions as it mm-hmm. were <clears throat> and the flash definitely was one yeah, uh, When we know, lo- this lowest line is a key. Have any I, ideas really what that's referring man. to? Yeah, that,
0: I think. The Injustice timeline? Injustice, possibly like. Flashpoint, Paradox. Possibly a
1: Flashpoint, but the way Superman was seemingly the head of an army and the whole, you took her away from me, that all seemed like directly referencing Injustice, I thought. Yeah.
0: But, I
2: think she's pregnant.
0: But <laughs> <laughs> she who's baby? They did take that, that nightmare uh, sequence mm. from Injustice pretty much because I feel like Batman took the Joker's role and if anyone's ever read the comics is um, Joker causes uh, Batman to kill Lois Lane Am I no sure? it's um, oh, he it, tricks it's... Superman to kill Lois Lane yeah yeah um, oh yeah the Superman sorry yeah. and <laughs> Superman actually kills the Joker in front of Batman like, by punching him through his chest Like they did that but they didn't show it in any sort of graphic detail mm. Punch, uh, Superman oh, punching yeah. Batman uh, yeah, yeah. and I felt like the, the, the fish should have just went through and came out the back that would have been pretty messy. I would have thought it would have gone right up to the head. Yeah, I, but I felt like it would have worked really well, considering how sort of dark that that sequence was. Because um, for all you know, as a casual going, he's like, oh, he just he's getting punched in the chest a little bit, or he's getting his nipples twisted. Who knows? Because it doesn't show you anything. I'm like, if you're gonna go dark, go dark, go whole hog, and don't hide anything. Um,
1: Poor Henry havel though, or Henry Cavill, Henry Cavill, <laughs> Henry, Cavill. <laughs> <laughs> Henry Cavill in that sequence. super sound. I actually enjoyed <laughs> the him. The face I on him in that sequence though, with the big kind of the, the sour puss, I'm evil the now skull. face was really kind of laughable. I thought. While still in his blue and red suit. Yep. Shiny, shiny suit.
2: I didn't mind him though. I, I wasn't so impressed with Man of Steel. I thought the vulnerability was quite nice in this film. And he is mm. like the softest person in the whole movie. I mm. thought that was interesting. Cause, he's naive. Yeah. The, the naively based on his own not sense of omnipotence but he knows that he's fairly safe I mean that was another interesting thing they brought up was the fact that well of course you're not afraid you, you're immune to everything well his mother he and yeah,
0: he's confident to the point where he, he can just leave his mother in Kansas like nine like in Smallville 900 miles away from Metropolis like he mm-hmm. doesn't
2: have but a Lex knows everything yeah, he does there was a, anyway there was a lot of nice easter eggs in there but one easter egg I think it's an easter egg anyway that no one pointed out was do you remember the opening of the film? They've always, it's always been the mark of Zorro he's come from. Oh, the I think yeah. Nolan yeah. had him come from an opera because he doesn't like movies and movies. He has an issue about that. That um I can't remember his his excuse, but he he didn't like he felt it took away from the universe that he created to have something real from our world mm. in that world. But if you remember they're coming from Mark of Zorro, everyone seems to think it's a double bill, it's not. There's but there's an, a poster for Excalibur as well. Yeah which is a John Berman movie shot in Wicklow. Oh. Um, it's a King Arthur movie. And it's going to be on next Wednesday, according to the billboard. See you next Wednesday. Yeah. Which is a, a little reference to John Landis, who used to, to have See You Next Wednesday in all his movies. Mm. Coming next Wednesday. Yeah. Instead of See You Next Tuesday. Which is
1: a more modern cloak. Do the letters, guys, <laughs> and
2: you'll see You'll know what that means. <laughs> but that's not what I'm referring to. The end of the film, when Superman kills... Uh, Doomsday is reflective of how Arthur kills uh, Mordred his own evil son at the very end of Excalibur so all you guys go and get that movie and find out what I'm talking about there's a death scene at the very end of that film and it's reflective of that death scene that's That's pretty cool so yeah check it and Excalibur it's dated but it's still a great movie (laughs) in a lot of ways it's got a great Merlin in it in Nicole Williamson have you guys seen this film? no unfortunately (sighs) not Again, it's it's in their purpose, you know. I, I I think,
1: and and no, Zack Snyder is very like senior literate, so that wouldn't surprise <laughs> me to be a reference. But this, the the final battle reminded me of
2: that final death scene that Superman has with Doomsday, that kind of a level of sacrifice in mm. order to get rid of the evil. Needless yeah.
1: needless sacrifice, I think we should all add.
2: Well, as you say, maybe he knows more than he's letting on. Mm. <laughs>
1: I still feel like, why couldn't you just throw in the spirit of Wonder Woman, let her do it, all is good. And yeah, because she, she isn't affected by Krypton. I think,
2: I think I, I, we back to Wonder Woman briefly, it's amazing what she's gotten away because she's so hot. <coughs> Little or nothing was said about her. And I love the fact that she's on the plane and she goes, oh God,
1: I better go and help them. I thought she and was going as well. And everyone's
2: yeah. giving it, going, oh, I can't wait for Wonder Woman. And she
1: was very underused. Very underused, but at the same time, I've perfectly made the argument that the reason people aren't complaining about her in this movie is because there's so little of her there you can find a negative to grasp onto. But I still thought she was probably the best thing in it. Like I I think the I'll biggest thing probably might she
2: had a suit on. What? And that sword. And I shield. actually know
1: I loved her in the civilian bits. She was really kind of Talia al Ghul esque, and I thought she was great in those
0: I love, bits. I love that sort of sense of cheekiness you get from mm. her. Like when she got knocked down and she smiles. She gives a smile. Down. Yeah. And no one like, else smiles. I, I was like, oh yeah, that's yeah. it. She's gonna kick his ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I love that. I, I love the picture, the, the black and white picture from 1918 mm. of her and the guys. Any idea who those guys were in that photo? That, that's or the yeah, big. Chris the, Pine the, guy, is, the guy to the left is Chris, Chris Pine. So he. <laughs> <See Trevor. laughs> oh, so it was the actor Chris Pine. Yeah, yeah, so
0: there—that's her crew in the upcoming Wonder Mo- Woman,
2: uh,
1: Wonder Woman movie.
2: Oh, fantastic! So they're going to do a Captain America on it. Almost, they're, yeah. I it's World like, War yeah. One
1: instead of World War Two, but yeah, it is—it is, mm-hmm. it is a Captain America. Um, but how great was her theme music? <laughs> Dude, yeah, <laughs> it was oh, so good. Like,
0: I love the fact that she just showed up. So cheesy. That, that the, the was the drum,
1: a nice drum, mashup.
2: I think everyone was getting a bit tired of Hans Zimmer. And I can see why he's retired. But that, with Junkie XL involved yeah, with it as yeah. well.
1: There was some. Great I think it was more Junkie than Hans Zimmer at this point. Because if you hear the Mad Max score from last year, that was sound exactly the same as this movie. That was yeah. all Junkie XL. It was good stuff on it. Right.
2: Um, so I think, I don't know, I, I'm not going to worry about DC falling down and going bankrupt. And, no, no uh, it'll no. never, never <laughs> happen. <laughs> Uh, and actually, I'd say a lot of merchandising uh, Yeah, they well they're actually in the middle of, of
0: re uh rebranding their 30, whole yeah. comics. So like there's this thing called rebirth happening in the summer. I saw so that, they're, yeah. they're 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 like, they're just starting everything over again. Which is
1: their second universe wide reboot in yeah. five years, I think. Yeah, well they, they <laughs> very did very close. They, yeah, they did the new fifty two back in twenty twelve. And then what was that one a couple of years ago? Uh the Brainiac thing. Oh, convergence! Convergence. Yeah, that's sort of was a soft reboot again, wasn't
0: it? Because Marvel did their their reboot, like I think. But Marvel's
1: one's really well done, they? they spent two years building up to it. <laughs> yeah,
0: um like time is ending, which was like a that. fantastic killed... arc. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think yeah. DC, like they're they're always going to be for me behind Marvel in terms of their creativity.
1: It's annoying because I prefer DC's character set. Yeah, but I, like I Marvel's much Batman. better written.
0: I love Batman. I love Midnighter. Um, mm. There's just so many great characters in the DC universe. But I like I'll always like you know Marvel everything <laughs> at the
1: minute.
2: <laughs> um, so are they the leads you think in comic sales over DC still, or is it? A, well, yeah, Batman is a always going to be. I think yeah, the top selling.
1: tens and you give them Batman tends to be pretty high up on it, but the rest of it tends to be fairly Marvel. Going yeah, going off our order numbers, like you know.
0: Batman will always outsell every other DC character especially because they have um, the Frank Miller uh, Mm storyline the Dark Knight 3 Master Risk that's still going it's constantly delayed it's only on it's (laughs) third issue at the minute and it started back in November and it's
2: going to get away with it as well
0: yeah he can get away with it because it's Frank Miller he can get away with anything
2: first series comic I've bought in years
0: Uh, yeah it's absolutely beautiful and because this is selling really well because um, people will go back and they'll buy the Dark Knight Returns they'll buy the Dark Knight Strikes Back and they'll get Master Race as well because it's all tied in, you know. Batman. It's kind
2: of interesting, Mark, and it's a kind of candor Nazis kind of story it seems to be brewing there.
0: Yeah, like in the in the stories, like they always refer to what the other heroes are doing mm-hmm. because they're always never together. Like they, they, this one in Master Race, they're currently referring to like what Wonder Woman's doing and and uh, what Adam is doing as well. Who
2: who's the father of her son, by the way? I don't don't know. It's not another Superman child? Is it yeah. Batman? That girl is busy. but just to talk on talk briefly about the whole television aspect of all this Mm -hmm. whereas Marvel have kind of uh, brought their TV worlds and their cinema worlds together they're riffing off each Mm -hmm. other I mean I I felt I felt cheated when I went to see Avengers Age of Ultron that I missed a whole chunk if you know what I mean, there's yeah. a there's that um, Hydra character, the Baron. What's his oh, name? Oh, Baron Von And then,
1: but he's not even I've, in the show. I know he's not <laughs> he, even. He's in the referred show. to multiple times. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> he, his sons nothing. in
2: the show. That's that's
1: kind of like so, that's the tie-in. <laughs>
2: whereas DC are kind of keeping them quite separate. They're, well, in they, they are.
1: Later. But these, the thing is, Marvel's big events always tend to just be usually a board of timelines DC's big events are always all alternate universes yeah, so I feel like what they're doing with TV shows it's not intentionally smart but I think it is kind of clever that once they do a big Crisis on alerts or something they can bring they in can TV Flash TV yeah, Arrow they can,
2: they can have like darker Gotham versions <laughs> of characters if they and they stuff want like to. that and don't be this, uh, this notion of alternate alerts goes back to 1950s mm-hmm. It was uh, and the Flash started but it's also in the movie as well when you think about it like that Flash oh, sequence where that's, that's what I'm and, saying that they seem to have this in mind oh definitely yeah. they have
0: to like because when, when in that sequence after the nightmare sequence where mm-hmm. Batman is killed by Superman, which itself is probably all that universe, or yeah, anything. I think at the minute there, like when you look at it, there's like three worlds. So Flash is in the future. Mm-hmm. He wants to go back to the middle world, which would be like a present, and but instead he's actually going back to the past where he says, "Am I too soon? Ah, oh, I'm too soon," uh, and then he goes to remind. Uh, Bruce Wayne, like Lois Lane, is the key to keeping Superman in check. I think that's well. If that's the he
1: he was referring
0: to, I yeah, I uh, fear him. You were right about him. Is he talking about Darkseid? Is he talking about Superman?
1: I feel it could be Cyborg. If they're gonna go with the New Fifty Two route with that, whatever that Mother Box thing is, or if it's not Mother Box, if it's the what do you remember the character name from New Fifty Two? Did you read the um. What was the event, the big Justice League event? Not Trinity War. What was after Trinity oh, War? God, I don't know anything after Trinity War. <laughs> but um, I, know that, I know that the mother box ties into Dark No, Side. the one where it was the Injustice, the um, crime syndicate invasion. Uh, Forever Evil? Forever Evil, yes. Oh, yes uh, when really Cyborg good. wasn't Cyborg, he was character name. Like if that box from the Batman v Superman is that, then when they're saying you're right about him, it was always him, that could be Cyborg maybe if they're going to do the Injustice League or not Injustice League crime syndicate plotline. This, I apologize to any casual listener for the moral podcast. Yeah, we've this. gone off on This one. has gone full nerd. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay, to pull it back
2: full nerd, I felt the biggest logic issue in the Batman Superman movie was Wonder Woman and Batman turn for Clark Kent's funeral.
1: More than that. Discuss. No way. If Superman dies, they can bring him back easily. But Clark Kent is canonically dead now. He how do they come do back. that? But they didn't explain how he died. No, he just died. And he's he's at kind some of point. missing
2: rather than dead, isn't he?
1: I think he was like collateral damage. I mean, who's
2: that. in what coffin? There's two coffins went into the ground at the same time. Was there supposed to be anyone in either of those
1: coffins? No, no, Superman uh, is in the one in Kansas, and they said the other one was fake. They mentioned the being full of bricks, oh, didn't they? Uh, I think. I, Stop, There's some quick line between Wonder Woman and Batman where they're like, she, she says to him they're honouring bricks or something in Washington. Yeah, I do
0: like it. that fact on the, the one in Washington in that coffin. It's the actual the black 90s, and silver. Yeah. It's, it's the Death of Superman comic cover. I thought that was a good touch. He <laughs> like had the mullet, do you think, when he comes back?
1: The mullet and the, the gun. <laughs> I hope he comes back with a black and, and silver I think, suit. I
2: think the black and silver suit is what he's going to come
1: back in. He just oh, comes out so he merges extreme. with the
2: coffin. <laughs> I control wood.
1: I'd watch a coffin beat someone up for two hours. That'd be great. <laughs>
0: just
2: a square box. <laughs> Saving money, you So with Suicide Squad coming up as the next DCBC, mm-hmm. that, I don't know, what are your opinions of the trailers for that so
1: far? And the, the their second trailer of The Joker? great. Uh, oh, okay. Suicide Squad's a weird one because I think... It seems to be the dirty dozen with superheroes. Yeah, but tonally, it's a hard one to get right. Like the comics themselves coast on a sort of level of weirdness, but I don't know any like Marvel could almost do it. DC, so far, their track record wouldn't inspire me. Hopefully, to for them to get this right, because the second trailer is perfect. The second trailer is spot on, tone wise, everything. But now they've said that every single joke in the movie is in that trailer. Hence mm. the reshoots. So if the film is going to be more like that first I trailer, didn't notice any jokes. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'm
2: I'm not impressed with Harlequin. She's
1: too coy no. I, I am not loving Margaret Robbie's version of it yet. I mean, I wait till I see it fully in motion before I judge it. But I think uh, she looks brilliant. she looks great. But she the, I don't she like she the accent missing yeah. and uh, the the humor is a bit forced. Yeah, and yeah, the
0: bad guy. Yeah. I think it's uh, the one thing that everyone was kind of outraged was the Joker's appearance, how he mm. looked with the tattoos and everything. I fe- everyone felt like it was just too forced. But I hope that they. Bring that into context as to show.
1: Have you noticed though that? Like in the trailer trailers since that first image, they've really whatever way they've desaturated the image, you can't see those tattoos as much anymore. I just hope that. <laughs> oh, you think they've co- they've taken them off? No, I think they're, they're still there. Like, the, but that damage one on the forehead is just ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it is inspired by one of the comics, though, isn't it? There, there was, was some t- alternate run where he had a big dragon tattoo. There I was can't a remember, big tattoo Joker once. There, but it wasn't somewhere. the mainstream one. It was only kind of the old, the offshoot Again,
2: ones. Again, the good Joker's had so many personas. Mm-hmm. I mean, when did he go full on psycho? was until the mid-70s, I think. And then the first big effect he had on Batman, which is referred to in the film, Mm -hmm. when he killed Jason Todd... So I mean, don't forget that also sets the Batman Superman film set in the, in a universe where we've already had the Joker running muck,
1: which I'm so happy about because if they're going to do solo Batman movies, I do not want to see five origin, Robin origins, a Nightwing origin, a Backer origin. Just do a movie where they're all already set up and go because I think that was Jenna Malone's cast as so allegedly Barbara Gordon in this movie, mm. and she'll be in the extended cut. So I'm guessing she's probably already paralyzed. She'll probably be Oracle. So
0: they've already gonna be they've already went and done the killing joke. At yeah. that point, it's already gone. <laughs> you can't go back and do it if she's already paralyzed. And that's one of the best Batman Joker stories of all time.
1: Which they're doing an animated for, which is yeah, uh, The trailer for
0: that yeah. is amazing.
1: For an animated version of it? Yeah, Mark Hamill. Uh, is it
0: inspired
2: the by the Boland artwork?
1: Brian. Uh, isn't it Boland artwork, killing joke? I think so. It Moore, Moore, I should, I should yeah. know yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, No, it is. It's
2: Alan Moore and Brian Boland. <laughs> yeah. Well, it Brian looks Ball pretty spot on. Is the, reason, the man yeah. who takes it forever to finish anything. Longer than Alex Ross, even? <laughs> I think so, yeah. Alex yes. Ross should just stick to covers. <laughs> I know. Mm. Come, on. Come
0: on. He does well. looks great.
2: So, uh, will we, we kind of wrap it up now and uh, say goodbye to our wonderful listeners out there?
1: Um, I feel like you've got something you want to say. No, I, <laughs> I actually honestly thought we'd go on for longer than this. Uh, <laughs>
2: oh, no, I'm, I'm happy it's all.
1: I I. We're doing great, yeah. yeah. Uh, I well, I feel like I, we might as well quickly just discuss th- these films going forward. Like I know you kind of brought up Suicide Squad there. I I hope it's good. I really hope it's good. I'm. I don't, hope is winning.
2: Well, back to not liking
1: directors. Yeah. That
2: director his last oh, film. David Fury. Yeah. Didn't see it. Actually. I, I, I liked just... Fury. I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs>
1: um, I didn't. Did it scream good Suicide Squad movie to you though?
0: I didn't. Yeah, I didn't like the the colors of the the artillery and fury though that was the one thing that kind of bothered (laughs) me It's the to have (laughs) the green and red lasers coming from the tanks like it was very it kind of killed it for me a little bit but I I really enjoyed everything else I enjoyed the acting and cinematography based on what you know
2: of Suicide Squad where do you think the plots are going to come for I've actually never read one. Suicide Squad before. I, I'm so this not, is this not is familiar new, with it. New territory for uh, I
1: uh, Yeah, I started reading the new fifty-two run of it, which everyone apparently hated. I loved, and then I went back and read the first run, well, not the first first run, the fifties. That was that's not even. What we, it doesn't matter. The eighties run by John Ostrader, or what's his name? It doesn't matter. His run in the eighties, which I think this is kind of taking some stuff from, where it's Enchantress as the villain sort of thing. So It, it seems like the main plot. Of this movie is taking the whole Enchantress as sort of pseudo-double agent where she just gets possessed and then it's... That's kind of the main villain it looks like in the trailers but it also seems to be New 52 and that, you know, Harley Quinn's there. Possible romantic deadshot thing. So we're talking supernatural aspects are going to come into this. Oh yeah, I don't see all the big weird tree monsters in the trailer. <laughs> they were very... Uh, okay. You didn't
2: see them as much but like, no they
0: were sort of... What plas- was this new Plasm- trailer? Yeah, it's about...
1: The one with the Queen soundtrack. Three two, it. two oh, three yes. months yeah, yes, yes,
0: yes. Yes, yes. but there's obviously something that's like turning the train it looks like Groot yeah the oncoming honest. train into <laughs> yeah. like plasma or something like that I, I can't expect well it even the answer. likes
1: of uh, El Diablo like, he's just a man with flamethrower tattoos so he, it, he burns, the supernatural thing is he, definitely in there he, a man who burns people. Mm-hmm. But don't forget Marvel are trying to get that in there as well now. Well the... that's the thing, like DC kinda beat them to it weirdly. They got the yeah. magic stuff in pretty quickly, whereas Marvel's only still getting there now, which you know but, uh, Doctor Strange. Looks I like the way Stephen Dumb Strange has been
0: referred to in multiple movies yeah. going forward. Like I like the fact that it's just been built and you, you, you're
1: aware that he's there but now it's finally gonna but those set images though there's him there's Benedict Cumberbatch in New York with that giant massive cape and color? I was like this looks good like authentically visual looking like, visually it's authentic looking but also looks real dumb <laughs> you know this is the second attempt at Doctor Strange there are the TV movies the in there TV yeah. movie in 70s yeah, I, I think like that. which was pretty but awful it's, it's just... <clears throat> and
2: again with, with, with all of this, that 70s Marvel television they didn't like it, they felt it was all too silly. They couldn't embrace You see, Wasn't there I like a Daredevil it, one as well. There was a Dare. no, Daredevil popped up in the Hulk. They yeah. had made several Hulk movies, but the guy who uh, adapted Hulk for television, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, he basically took the format of uh, a, uh, The Fugitive from 1960s television, which is a man on the run story, mm-hmm. stops off, meets some people, changes their lives, moves on. When he's being chased, in this case, it was the Hulk, and Thor was brought into that universe, Kingpin was brought into that universe, but all very briefly and it didn't really stick. <coughs> and I don't know if you've ever seen the old Spider-Man on YouTube from Again, that time clips. I wouldn't actually watch a full episode. But they think. all kept to those television values. They really didn't embrace the, the silliness mm. and 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 think that they could do the silly and the serious all wrapped up in one. That's what I like about this. The
1: possibilities of this one. The possibilities are great. I just, I think they need to get rid of Zack Snyder. They need to get rid of Goyer. They There's rumors of George Miller being brought in to kind of executive well, produce these things. To That'd be amazing. Direct just to be mortal, yeah. That yeah, was but point, Army well, Hammer yeah. as Batman. <laughs> in hindsight, I wouldn't mind seeing that movie now. After Mad Max, I'm like, you know what? I actually watched a Justice League movie directed about Army George Hammer's Miller. is okay. He's it's not a dra- bad he, choice. He's a good actor. Hmm. I mean, as I said, good like, big I'm, square head. That's what you want yeah. for Batman. <laughs> that that jaw. Yeah, exactly.
2: Um. so yeah <laughs> th- that's the Suicide Squad coming up and then we have uh, two Marvels this year is it uh, we still love have yeah, Civil Captain War America and, and, support, and, we, and and they're the only two for this year
1: yes I believe it's usually
2: two a year now isn't
1: it I think they're moving into three a year from now on
0: you have the Marvel Fox when they're doing
1: the X-Men movie oh, X-Men, as well yeah.
0: but
2: that's obviously it's own I mean, Deadpool as well, just kind of, with, uh, the, well that's the
1: other interesting aspect Lucy. with the, that
2: again from the, from the uber nerd uh, uh, world is that, that Sony are embracing the Marvel Universe and vice versa. So they give them their loan out of their little oh. beastie Spider-Man for Civil mm. War. See, the cool and thing... Apparently, they're going to do the same for Spider-Man when it comes out yeah. in a year's time. Well,
0: the cool thing about DC is like they have the license for all of their characters. Like Unlike Marvel, they have all this mm. potential, but
1: they're not reaching <laughs> they it. They just can't let right. the people to make them. Yeah, It's yeah. weird. Like I know There was a joke going around after Batman Superman came out. Like, all the comments on YouTube were just, give the rights back to Marvel. Uh, like, it's, I actually wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing what Marvel did with DC's <laughs> license at this point. That would be interesting. So, yeah. they,
0: they have a good like, system where they would bring in young directors. Mm-hmm. Um, where, like, they, were, they got Peyton Reed to do Ant-Man. I felt like that was really good. W- whatever
2: happened to
1: the Shazam movie that was that's, being talked
2: about? That's still happening, still happening, I think.
1: But the, even when that was first announced, they sort of said it, it mightn't be connected to the Justice League movies like because there, there was a Sandman movie as well sort of in production but I think that's also oh that apart. fell apart didn't it yeah because but again that wouldn't have been part of this universe um, like it still would have been a Warner Brothers DC production but it wouldn't be part of this universe I think Shazam was sort of loosely in that same nebulous it might be it mightn't be kind of thing but I think that is still happening because I haven't heard I think anything think should be I think they should have like, well if you got thing... The Rock playing Black Adam like you have to put that in <laughs> I yeah one, one that of the that,
0: that DC should have for them is they should be able to have a, a super villain movie like they like Sony before that whole like, sinister Six, yeah, yeah because they, they were going to do sinister six and then there's talk of a venom movie but like if they are going to give the rights to marvel where is that universe going to be you know what are they going to do with that I, it's unless they continue and the sony have their own spider-man universe where they keep um andrew garfield as spider-man so with, with please sony's no, please no yeah <laughs> i don't know i i like it i, liked, I with liked, sony's I
2: ownership of that spider-man world what exactly do they own I
0: think it's just like it's a share of the rights, so they can have they can have their own actor playing in his
2: own But do, can they own any of the heroes that pop up in the Spider Man world? Oh no, they were, still own or everything. Originated. Yeah, no,
1: they still own everything <coughs> Spider Man related. They just they can put him in Marvel if they want to. I think because the Hulk as well is the rights of the Hulk are universal, I think. Yeah. But Marvel are allowed to use him for like team movies but they can marvel can't make a solo Hulk movie which is why yeah. he's always going to be in the avengers or, or ragnarok he'll never get his own solo movie because marvel can't make that yeah okay so yeah. i think it's kind of the same as spider-man whereby sony still gets the rights to make solo spider-man movies but he does technically now share universe of marvel
0: but with the solo spider-man movie who's going to be helming that like what studio is that
1: sony or it's, is that marvel? it's sony, sony but uh, marvel have some creative input over now which I assume means Sony will go here's our script fix it and then they'll just throw it out. Pick a good director. Yeah. And a good writer. That isn't... I hope they do... What's his name? Spider-Man. Really I really like hope that? they do the, the Cravens. Oh, Cravens. Garland, one. was it? Oh. No, it wasn't Garland. It was um, Robert Orsi and what's his face that I also wrote Lost. Bad people. Just bad people. It was pretty bad alright. It was attractive. <laughs> well, actually that was the one thing about Batman Superman that I got really depressed at. That whole press kit hero setup thing reminded me so much of main Spider-Man 2 with the, the room of future films they walk through like there's yeah. such a tease yeah there's Doc Ock's <laughs> or something that might never happen this... as well I wonder as a audience
2: members do we have a right to all get together and sue them because they didn't <laughs> finish off the third film <laughs> I didn't want them to they,
1: it was so terrible oh, I, I, I wanted
2: to whether it was good or bad I wanted to see what the hell was going to happen in I the
1: wanted end. to
0: see what the hell happened with Spider-Man versus Rhino uh, that, <laughs> that that pissed
1: me off to That's no what end
2: I mean. <laughs> and, and i, I Big hunger to see the vulture on screen. Yeah,
1: if they actually cast someone old, I wouldn't mind seeing that. I might worry would be like oh young with that one, in the same I way do. they did with Green Goblin by like having like I love what's his face who played Green Goblin. Defoe. <laughs> no, they not they? Defoe. Defoe was amazing. No, no, no. Um oh, you mean a g- Hobgoblin? Yeah, De Franco. James Franco. <sighs> no, not James Franco. No, making Spiderman. Yeah, uh, Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. Thank you. Like I love him as an actor. He was really good in Chronicle. He was well. great. He's great in everything apart yeah. from making Spider-Man uh, yeah, his, his version of the kind of eisenberg that one, I did. Yeah, that was <laughs> god-awful. Yeah, uh, So the only other
2: Marvel stuff going on outside of the Marvel Universe is Fox and Sony. Yeah, yes. And Fox have, are really latching on to X-Men big time. They re, I mean, they've been pushing them out really hard.
1: Where well, they're a guaranteed moneymaker. maker. Yeah, at least they were when Hugh Jackman... For a while. I mean, and with, There's
2: yeah. a Wolverine coming out next year as well, the final the Wolverine. The old man Logan, Logan, yeah. Logan story. Okay, what do you guys think of Deadpool, just to go a, a little bit back, i'm uh, going sense by your
1: t-shirt you liked it yeah,
2: i'm deadpool's <laughs> yeah. biggest fan but <laughs> we were just saying that if that deadpool movie come out say um nine years ago i wonder if it would have been a successful
1: i don't think, I think so. it wouldn't have been as successful but it would have been a hell of a lot more mind-blowing um yeah. my biggest problem with that deadpool movie which i really did enjoy was that i think marvel studios have kind of ruined that character because even though they don't have the right zoom Tony Stark kind of became that in the movies everyone in the Marvel Universe now is very quippy and pop culture referencing which wasn't really in the comics very much yeah. pre-2008 whereas now that is the norm so Deadpool didn't seem quite as adventurous or different I said that movie was still great but yeah. um, it, it could have been even like something like Kick-Ass, like Kick-Ass again
2: did they have to get the rights from 20th Century Fox to
1: Deadpool. No, Fox made, Fox. Deadpool. Fox made it. So it was Fox. Yeah, so Fox. It, it's, that's the shared not, universe. Okay, yeah, get Deadpool you. and X Men, and, and also Fantastic Four would have been. That's, that, yeah, like. That's Whereas re- the re- last
2: re- time we saw Deadpool before that, he was a head at the bottom of yes. a very large chimney, yes, he was. Yes. and his mouth was sealed closed. That was the worst? And it doesn't really that? fit in with this at all, does it? So it's
1: it's <laughs> it's been uh, quietly disregarded, I think. Um, but
2: again, it I think it did really well as much because it was like so different. A tone had been set, mm-hmm. so there was room to break it and go against it, and that's why it makes it refreshing to people.
1: But also, it did well because it was Deadpool. Like the reason that that last Deadpool appearance was so reviled is because it wasn't that character. They had the name, they had something approaching the visual, but nothing yeah. else. This movie was authentically Deadpool, and Deadpool fans, which are very numerous and loud. He was melty well, at the very start. Yeah. Well, the opening credits were just magical, but uh, <laughs> great movie. Yeah, I think the the Deadpool thing is interesting, though, because it obviously was R-rated and made all of the money, and now we're getting, of course, the three-hour R-rated Batman v Superman cut. I don't know how that's going to be R- Like, what can they add in? We saw Superman with a gaping hole I in his don't chest think at PG-13. Superman and Batman. Batman said shit once. Like, what more can they yeah. add in? Funny enough, I was watching
2: a, a very old Doctor Who episode, and oh, I yes. saw John as Doctor Who in Betsy, and he said shit but it was an outtake <laughs> uh, and I was going
1: I'd love to put that up beside the Batman one
2: <laughs> I don't know I don't think Superman Batman should be R-rated I...
1: no like Suicide Squad should definitely be R-rated I would, like PG-13, see, I, think. I would like
2: to see I would
0: like see an extended cut I don't really care about the R-rated like the, yeah, no, I, as long I, as I'd they would love extend... to see them
2: really tie stuff up that well,
0: yeah what they should tie up is Batman going and getting the kryptonite I think that that
1: needs to be seen.
2: I thought that was a lovely cheeky lack of a scene. So yeah.
1: did I, but it I did make me question why couldn't he have just got it at the end of the, cha- the car chase? Like there was no need to have the car end in failure and then just have a there was a, could they have needed, called the car chase? Oh, the Superman. Well, no, yeah, I love that car chase, even though he murdered everyone in it. <laughs> a lot of people died. <laughs> like just the bit when he uses the other car as a wrecking ball. Like, that's. No, I'm sorry, that's not what Batman does. Look back
2: to what we were saying earlier, yes. there was so much expected of you to go, yeah, we get the rules, there's the mm. bad guys, and this guy's very rich, so he's got little threads of uh, intelligence everywhere. So, of course, he knows all these things. They expected a bit too much. Apparently, one of the Russian characters is a reference to KD Beast. Yeah.
1: yeah, he's gonna be. He's dead, he blew up, didn't he? <laughs> Did he? Didn't well he mean. was wearing a flamethrower that then exploded on his back so I don't think he's probably dead <laughs> and there was a few lines of dialogue as well stolen from uh, Dark Knight Returns oh, there was so much from Dark Knight Returns yeah, um, well,
0: yeah I, I know you will like when he was like I yeah. I'll kill her mm. and he's like I know you will uh, mm. or I believe you even that's that's, that's what right I believe
2: saying. you Yeah, they did that with um, one of the mutant leaders and sure or, of course um, yeah. But that's what like. does. By the way, just I know it's nothing to do with this, but Watchmen. Did you like, Any of you guys like Watchmen? I loved Watchmen. Really liked it the uh, first
1: time I watched it. I hadn't read the comic at that point. And then I've since read the graphic novel. and I kind of love the movie and the graphic novel, but for different reasons. I, I think it the, is a good movie. It can only be for different reasons. Yeah, that, the graphic really... novel is a, far superior, even though I, I kind of prefer it's, the ethical change at the end. I, it's funny mm-hmm. that's as much a reason for where we are now.
2: I mm-hmm. think with mm-hmm. with all these films, as much as Dark Knight Returns gets yeah. uh, mentioned in 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 that ilk, because if uh, that stayed w- with the universe and the, and the idea of the kind of the norm of the people putting on a, on a suit, with mm-hmm. people in a. In much stronger fashion, I think, than Dark Knight Returns.
1: But it's funny that like Alan Moore's whole point was that this wouldn't work in the real world if this was an actual man in an actual suit doing crime fighting. And then everyone took that to mean, oh, this is so good when it's gritty and realistic. Like, <laughs> you're missing the point completely. <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be kind of slightly heightened, which I think But don't it still comes this. out of a deep love and he's still been playing Does with it. those <laughs> values. Well look
2: at his Tom Strong and all that. The, uh, such nods to old pulp, Doc Savage, Tarzan. I mean, he, he really is just kind of on a similar line of talk to people like Philip Jose Farmer and Michael Moorcock, who are robbing Pulp characters and reinventing mm-hmm. them for their own uses. And the original Watchmen idea was to take a load of DC characters yeah. that had been kind of in in a coma for 20, 30 years, and he wasn't allowed to mess with them. People
1: like the Blue Beetle and all that. I would love to have seen that version of yeah. things, like the questions at a Rorschach, that would be amazing.
2: Well, it wow, would, it would, it would a huge impact on the DC <laughs> oh, universe it if it uh, yeah, had yeah. gotten through. But uh, we're here now, I and mean, it's it's been a long road to get this weird place where suddenly, it's a giant series of movies. I mean, Marvel's Phase Three is got it's it's, it's even bigger in terms of the amount of movies. Than I'm pretty sure it's something like phases. ten films I, between. Yeah, it matches both Infinity phases or, together. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. It's, and there's no Hulk movie they can't do one universal under rights but also That's no one knows how to make a Hulk movie because I mean they tried twice neither uh, are terrible get, but get are. them off
2: planet you, you start at the end of another movie that we've never seen where the Avengers go okay we've had enough of you and you send them off to plan- a, planet Hulk and that's yeah. it.
0: Could have done it at the end of Age of Ultron. He looked up into the bloody sky in, in the, the Quinjet, and I was like, yes! It's like, they're going to do Planet Hulk! And then, no, nothing. They're like, hey, I'd say hey, they'll probably do bits of it in Ragnarok. Yeah, like, he's in space now. He's going to be on a planet for yeah. a little bit, and then Thor will be like, okay, come on over hang exactly. out with me for a bit, man.
2: Speaking <laughs> of which, everyone's getting very excited about Marvel based mm-hmm. on the fact that DC seemed to have failed in the critics' eyes and certain fans, right? I don't think... That's necessarily the case. I hate to say this. Mm-hmm. I mean, it looks potentially as bloated as Ultron was in terms of trying to fit in so much. Do
1: you mean Civil War or Civil War? Civil War? Sorry, yeah.
2: yeah. Um, but there's an awful lot of characters to be introduced. I mean, I know we have spider I mean, in the understanding of the comic books, where sp- Spider-Man's quite important in Civil War, if I remember right. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't look like he's going to be as important in this film.
0: I think Black Panther's taken that role because they'd already started filming before yeah. they got the rights to Spider-Man. Um, oh, wow. So originally when they announced Civil War and they brought out Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans, they had uh, Chadwick Boseman, mm-hmm. who's playing yeah. Black Panther, come out between them. And it was kind of like, you know, he's going to switch sides once or twice or like a couple of characters will swap sides because they don't want to fight each other and i think the russo brothers i think after what they've done with uh, Cap- captain america the winter soldier they have a, a really great formula between um ultra realism like grittiness and a superhero movie mm-hmm. because they can have people in costumes they can have these big uh air you know aircraft carrier fights and it's just, uh, unbelievable!
1: I like. I can't wait to see what they do with it. I think Civil War. I'm looking forward to it an awful lot because again, Winter Soldier is probably the best of the Marvel movies anyway. But I, yeah. I feel the Rousseau's I feel they're still going to be hampered by the, the studio mandates and like putting Spider Man in that kind of thing. what well, is isn't but, that
2: what Whedon cried about with? Oklahoma oh yeah, and it, it definitely was being showed Interfered with too much.
1: But that guy, what's your man's name, Alan something, who was the head of creative at Marvel, he's gone now because Disney bought out Marvel Studios wholesale. So that creative input won't be as tampered with anymore. But I feel like yeah, like you're saying, there's too many characters. Spider Man technically shouldn't be in that movie because they started shooting before he even came back. Yeah. So I think it will be bloated, it will be messy, but I think the the heart or at least the the, the bones of what the Rousseau's probably had in their heads since two thousand what was your year, Captain America? twenty fourteen probably will still make it good. I, I think the Spider Man
2: moment is gonna be their version of when who finally spoke oh. in Avengers and said, "Puny God"? <laughs> I think what what'll
1: be good is their fight one end with the mother's name.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, like you were saying, it's it's the bones of it. I think yeah. like it, essentially the, the bookie Rogers plot will be the main thing. Everything else yeah, be fluff. But like in terms of like you're saying that, you know are they juggling these characters? The actual Civil War comic features. Three times the amount. Also, he, also has Daredevil featuring like really heavily and, and having actually one of the most prominent scenes of the of the whole series where he, um, has a I think it's a silver coin under his tongue and he gets um, someone to give it to Tony Stark and that's obviously here's your two pieces of silver, Judas. Oh, oh, like, I, had, had that reference to it because Daredevil had been locked up. It's where, another
2: thing that we have to have a lot of these days. I notice is religious references.
0: Yeah, because well, Daredevil was actually he's a Catholic. That like, one he, makes he, sense. He, yeah.
2: He's a... Um, that's right. It's, uh, but uh, by the way, who's going to be the true villain of Civil War?
0: Uh,
1: <laughs> Hydra again, probably. Well, like
0: they also have. Um, who is your man who plays? Oh, Rush. Have, yes. Oh no, hang on. What? Rush, uh, you know the.
1: the, the he. Uh, oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, Daniel Bruhl. Yeah, he, he's he, playing. He's Zemo. Bar- yeah, Bar- Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo yeah. So
0: he hasn't. He actually, he hasn't been shown in the trailers uh, and at all. Martin he's Freeman. He'll be Black Panther.
2: Okay, they're going to wait for Black Panther. Because he, he's a Black Panther villain. He, yeah, he killed Black that, yeah.
0: Panther's father in,
1: in the comics. But also, Martin Freeman's character hasn't really been leveraged on yet. Either, I don't know what so he's He'll do. probably be the villain too. Uh, Crossbones is going to be... In oh,
2: Freeman is in it. Of course I forgot about that. Uh, Frank Grillo,
1: he's
0: in the movie. Mm-hmm. As Crossbones. Is Jackson
2: turning up in this one?
0: Probably. Probably. At some point. He'll it, have, a
2: have, have a barn somewhere for him to he sit in. He must be almost out of his, his nine traction. by now, is he? Hmm?
1: He must be almost out of his nine contract <laughs> by now. Out of his nines. He's, he's he's just he's a, he's a great Nick Fury. <laughs> he is a good Nick Fury. Um,
2: uh, I'd say he's a few more on him. I mean, he, he didn't have much to do in Age of Ultron, in fairness.
0: Well, if say he could have had the ultimate say, like if he wanted, if he wanted out of his contract, he could have stayed dead in, in Winter
1: Soldier. But mm-hmm. I think he enjoys what he does. Like he, like that role, it's, it's pretty easy. to just yeah. walk around in a jacket playing himself for but ten minutes a Speaking of which,
2: day. it sounds like there are a, a couple of deaths on the way in terms of uh, characters. <laughs> Th- Captain th- America, we
1: know. Okay, he'll die. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Peggy Carter will die. Really? Well, she. Oh wait, she's, she's all yeah, very old and,
1: and dementia stricken.
2: Yeah. Uh, someone else. Someone. Downey one. has said he's kind of all Iron Man.
1: Who? We'll see. He has to come back for Infinity War. If though, they if conference. they announced that there was going to be oh, an Iron Man. 4. Oh, actually, can we quickly go into that. Did anyone see the money he's getting paid for Infinity War? So they went into pre-production on this a couple of months ago, and. They set the budget for... Because the two movies... two movies. The two movies at one billion as the production budget. <laughs> Take a wild stab at how much of that goes to Robert Downey Jr. 60 million. 65 million. You're not... You're closer. It's somewhere in the region of 300 million. Just Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> I... Gonna go out there and the him and gonna say, "Well, I don't think he's worth it." No, he's not. I loved him at first. I can't stand him or his character anymore. That like that sequence in the trailer where it's the two of them he's being still the shit to be out, the out of them. most yeah.
2: successful heroin addict in the world.
0: He's reformed.
2: I, I love reformed him. heroin I love him. addict in the world.
0: <laughs> I love him. Like even in the trailer when he has like the gadget. Going. I know I don't mind. No, that's him. Cool. I, yeah. I'm
2: just saying that he shouldn't be worth three hundred. Like he's money. not worth three
0: hundred. But this like Tony Stark was. He's supposed to be the bad guy. Mm. Like this will be his his turn to you know change like people like yourself like Hopefully. change their minds on on how they view the character by seeing him in a different light where he's. In Age of Ultron, he was very conflicted, where he wanted Mm. to protect the world so much that he ended up almost destroying everything.
2: Yeah, and the fact that he expects to be listened to in this next movie makes it very unbelievable. Yeah, as people
1: have pointed out, like it's funny to him going to Cap and saying, "Oh, we have to be accountable for the things we did." Yeah, the things you did—you built the murder robot (laughs) you you, caused all of it. You built the murder bot. Um, but I think he he's
0: going to be taking a very hardline approach to as as with it. You know, there's no way to sort of PR yourself out of this. Like, you're gonna have to imprison people. Like, that's why there's that little yeah. prison in the ocean.
2: Yeah, so, I, I'm I'm amused by the continuity of getting General Ross back in the game. I, that's was, cool, so yeah, I cool. was so happy with that. I was so happy with that because, in, in fairness, now who was our original General Ross in in the really bad? Yeah, you won't have no idea. That was Sam. It was Sam Waterson, I think. From you'll know him from uh, the narrator of uh, Big Lebowski. Right, and he's a great actor, and he was fine as Ross. There was no need to have a different one, but Kurt's a great actor too, so it's good to see him come back. I hope he turns into the Hulk, no, Red, <laughs> Hulk. Red Hulk. Yeah, that would be good. Sans mustache.
0: That would that'd be unbelievable. Like that, that would be a massive, you know, oh. WTF moment in the movie. I think.
1: Yeah, well, what would happen though after that? It'd be weird to have that happen without. Well, Mark isn't Ruffalo there talk the, the Hulk is going to turn up in this? No, he was. They could have seen the yeah. I think he did they shoot them though. Cut his scenes. He only had like one scene apparently, but it's been cut. Yeah. No,
2: but now I mean, when I say the Hulk, I mean the Hulk, not Bruce Banner. Could be after credit sequence leading into Ragnarok though.
1: They need oh, to explain yeah. that somehow. So, yeah. so the
2: Ragnarok one. Just to move on to that for a second, that is, what, what way does that fall into the Thor universe? Is it a, based you, on a series of comics?
0: Uh, yeah, like. I say I've not read it, I but I've, okay. I've, I've
2: kind of
1: skimmed
2: so yeah, it. Yeah, it is a major arc. Tor's, yeah. Again, don't forget, Thor's origin has changed dramatically since the old days when it was yeah. Kirby and Stanley. If he couldn't there. hold the hammer, he'd change back to human again. Oh, don't forget, yeah. he was just a, 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 a very... Uh, Other, he was a disabled doctor, don't forget. Yeah. <laughs> mm.
0: in, in mentioning that there where he's not holding the hammer turns to human, that kind of still... Ha- that's happening right now because Thor is actually a woman in the comics. Oh, it's Thor. is Jane, yeah. Jane Foster. Oh. Who, <laughs> is, who is um, terminally ill with yes, cancer. cancer? Yeah, uh, uh, who's she's been, been read who's at, yeah, she's wasn't been, she his
2: nurse in the old comics? You think so? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was in love with him. And she's she's now
0: being treated for cancer. So in she should, just to,
2: for people who don't know, <laughs> <it, it, it laughs> <was laughs> Doctor Blake lot. used to have a stick. It was an alien invasion. He hid in a cave in Norway, <laughs> and he found Thor's hammer. And every time he taps his stick, he gets to turn it into Tor. And Jane is this nurse that's madly in love with him, but he doesn't really know about it. Mm. And so that origin has gotten totally lost. No one's ever going to do that film version. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us back to Ant-Man, neatly enough.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> I love This has been a great the... DC podcast, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, not, it was never a DC podcast. It was a start-off point. We're more excited about Marvel now, I think. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say that. Like, It's funny that we're talking about all the future Marvel movies and not the future DC movies. We've got our second wind on Marvel. Well,
2: we did. We talked about Suicide Squad. and Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman video. is too
1: vague and too Captain America See, to that's not, not getting
2: us back to, ca- to Marvel There's, yeah, there's no context where exactly. we can
0: talk about what's going to happen in the future of DC because there's only been two movies mm. whereas Man Steel and Man, whereas with Marvel you have the, like 15, the last think, eight too. years of, of movies four different TV shows yeah uh, some of which are good oh yeah like Daredevil uh, <sighs> Daredevil yeah great one of the greatest TV shows I've ever watched though. Agent
1: Carter's not very good I find it amusing it, it's very disposable I love disposable. that gold <coughs> Hollywood I, that's oh the true. aesthetic is great I love the aesthetic the, but it's the, very meh and it's good to see heroines kicking ass you know yeah. There's, there's not enough of that. It's very 90s feminism, though. Just here she is beating men up. Feminism. <laughs> oh, okay. you it, men from the 50s. Which you evidently deserve it more. But yeah. I
2: think they <laughs> but they, they are still, but a lot of the stuff that's evolving in Agent Carter is going to pay off
1: within they the always greater say scheme that. of things. I've watched two seasons of Agent of Shield and they've always been promising that. It's never happened. <laughs> I, I mean, the Inhuman single payoff. I, I, right. I did
2: like the clean-up stuff from Agents of Shield after Age of Ultron. There was some reference.
0: Well, like that's spilled now, where they're they're now dealing with their own thing. That's why yeah. there's no not so much continuity between the, the cinematic universes to the TV, because they're too busy dealing with an inhuman thing. So they've got their own arc going on, which is really smart in a sense where they can incorporate Civil War in season four. But they're so they're all so busy that that's why you know when um, Iron Man three like he couldn't call anyone else because his story happened in a certain amount of time. Mm. So he's he's so busy he can't go, but like oh I need Hulk he can just obviously knock this guy out for me. Um, <laughs> but with the TV show they're obviously constantly doing something. They're not they don't have any days off. They can't be like oh can we could just get the Avengers to help out with the Inhuman thing.
1: Mm. I'm
0: I'm pretty sure that's a like that's what's on most like, casual. There was
2: one critique I heard about the upcoming Civil War was that are they in, have they not raised the bar too high in terms of the the apocalyptic angle because it uh, if I'm all right the premise is coming off the they need licenses to be superheroes and mm. need more controls because of all the madness that's yeah, well, the, that has been the, associated with them starting with avengers yeah it's, then it's all it's to, collateral
0: damage it's it's money and and the lives that are being lost from their actions but at the end of the day they're the ones saving the world they're the ones more most qualified to defend it like what black widow said at the end of yeah a Winter lot of Soldier. neurotic
2: people in suits yeah
0: yeah <laughs> you know like oh we we well, were. Superhero. We'll wear suits and capes and masks and we'll fight the aliens and the bad guys because no one else is good enough to do it. Like,
2: i got to bang on a bit Thanos again. So <laughs> is, is, is there a chance that Thanos might turn up in this movie? I
0: don't know. I just no, doubt it. No, because Vision's still in it and he's only just getting this thing where when Thanos eventually shows up, the only reason he's going to come to Earth is to take the Infinity Stone from Vision's, Vision's head. head. So that's going to be quite strange there could
1: be a vision sequence or something where he like kind of gets like a, a like some kind of headache and the sees thanos or yeah, like thanos like, tries to find it's like they him did it something.
0: they did it in guardians where you know yeah they realized that all these things and and then they did it in age of ultron where hmm. ultron was like you know you see, the stones, kind of, yeah. and you see the stones together in this kind of cloud that shaped a glow. i love that visual yeah i was like oh yeah that's good <laughs> um they like see that's the thing like marvel are so smart where they can fit these things into like Thirty second afterthought, but it's a massive plot point for what's happening in the future. Whereas I think
1: DC aren't again, there. That's why I thought the Flash bit was really well done because like, that yeah. felt like you won't get it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It was a Marvel thing. You it won't get natural. it if you're casual, but you won't also you won't, you'll, you'll forget about it. Whereas if you a, know what you're looking for that's yeah. really cool. Well, what like we were saying about these post credit sequences mm. that
2: DC feel that they shouldn't go there because it's a Marvel thing. I don't. That care, Flash I moment could have been a nice post credit yeah. scene as well.
1: I am genuinely surprised Darkseid didn't show up. I was convinced we'd at least see like his outline or something. I was shocked that he didn't make any kind of appearance. Well, you
0: saw that apocalypse alien creature thing, the the demon thing in the deleted scene. Yeah, but that's 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 the closest thing that you'll get. I think that's one of
1: his attendants, so that's not him. Um,
0: Although I I kind of, it's very weird, but uh, I think (laughs) the reason why they deleted it is because it was almost kind of phallic, where he was on his knees and could see anything. I guess it
1: was, but then again, the, opening of, the my... opening of Man of Steel where all the... Dicks fly into space, and the fact that every building looks like a vagina. It's, I don't think being a bit phallic is <laughs> well, a problem at this that. point. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't really think about that until there. well Zack yeah. Snyder likes
1: his H. R. Geiger, definitely. It's is the like, the whole Krypton design is uh, yeah.
0: He's bound to this naked creature thing in in that alien ship, and I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Well, like when I first saw it, like my mind. It's a bit probably, weird, but I still wouldn't <laughs> mind of
1: seeing that scene. I think because it's, it's, it's again like that tiny scene explained a huge plot hole. It did. That was 30, forty seconds long. Like I, that's what. The three-hour cut will hopefully salvage us to a point. That's
2: Sweet. a good point. I it could have spent a lot more time mm. in the spaceship, and it would have eased off from. So, uh, okay, he has a plan.
1: Yeah,
2: there needs to be some something people, in place. Yeah.
0: Like, where did that alien come from? Is, is did he come from a portal? Like, they have the um, the weird metal, like the, the corridor things. thing that the Flash, like oh yeah, said that the Flash traveled through that that cosmic corridor or whatever it's called. Well, well,
2: again, in terms of high-speed plot, the way he got into that spaceship in the first place was kind of ridiculous. He oh, the fingers. Oh, yeah, really I, 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 or is, again? Is that character going to turn up again? The guy who found the kryptonite at the bottom of the sea—is he going to turn up again?
1: That was the guy that built Metallo. There was a whole
2: huge allusions to so much stuff that you're going, "Wow, that would have been so much interesting <laughs> storytelling that we didn't get to see." Yeah, I mean, because again, that's within the DC world that that was a pretty successful alien invasion compared to the Marvel one in Age mm. of Ultron. I
0: think, like for the like the batman aspect of batman versus superman and superman aspect of batman versus superman they should have gone to like the most prominent writers and got them to consult on the script
2: with yeah did you see the thank yous at the end There was a huge mm. thank you list there to a lot of yeah. comic book writers. I wonder it, whether no. that was just <gasps> thank you for uh, the influence and the inspiration or yeah. did they talk to them
1: I'd say, like, i think jeff a... johns was involved in some level yeah, of this yeah, but yeah, not yeah. much i guess but
2: uh, i going back to people getting blamed and pointed mm-hmm. to, it's it's like pointing to presidents and the heads of government because I don't think they're really in charge. I think they might have a fairly unique voice but they're still talking to a committee no yeah, matter yeah. what the thing is. It's a franchise, it's a business. A lot of money is made, a lot of money is paid out to people and it's kind of wrong to slap one person on the wrist over it all. It's <laughs> essentially,
0: like, like even referred to in the movie, it's a democracy, people talk. Yeah. You know, but that's what they're doing. Well, the filmmaking
2: scenes. is that at the end of yeah. the day. It's collaboration. Obviously, the book has to stop with somebody.
0: Yeah. But at the end of the day, Zack Snyder is the one who has his name on the front. So I think that's why he's the one getting the, the
2: flap. Mm. Right. Well, a friend of mine said an interesting thing about Christopher Nolan's Batman. Mm-hmm. He said he felt that Nolan was not comfortable with superheroes. Pff, really? And everything. <laughs> no, no, but with the with the, the iconography as you know. And I don't fully know, agree I, with that statement. Yeah. yeah. And you can see it in the in the way he creates his uh, villains, mm-hmm. etc. I mean, Joker is a good example of it. I mean, that's essentially uh, Henry, escape from Henry, portrait of a serial killer aspects yeah. of that character. Um, whereas Zach is trying to embrace all of that kind of loveliness that can become camp, and th- but that, while I, I think also is still trying the, to be Nolan.
1: Yeah. Well, Nolan's still producing these well, things. Well, I so.
2: don't know how much. I, I really wonder how much Nolan is involved anymore in, ter- in terms I wouldn't of say he's doing
1: much, but I still feel like Snyder probably feels somewhat weighed down by expectations of Nolan because Dark Knight made all that money. It's the most. Dar- the Dark Knight is probably still probably the most recognizable superhero film of the last 10 years. Time of Avengers, maybe. But I feel like Snyder felt like he had to do justice to Nolan's legacy of Batman and make it all serious and deep and meaningful, and instead just made it laughable but
2: well, we're good to go back a bit you guys what are your opinions of the the, Bat, the three Batman movies with Bale do you like them? I
1: yeah, love the, them as films I don't think they're great Batman films the Batman Begins I think is good it's really good Dark Knight's a fantastic film it's an okay Batman movie and then Rises is a pretty mediocre film but has some individual tiny great bits of Batman in them um, Bale though I don't like never really cared for Bale I think he's good in Batman Begins otherwise I prefer Keaton prefer <laughs> Affleck yeah Maybe even Kilmer. <laughs> no, no. But not Kilmer. Clooney. Clooney is good if they were doing a, like, a rebooted live action 60 show. Well, well it just so than, get, I think, What about yourself,
0: Scott?
2: <laughs> as, in
1: like, terms of the Nolan uh, movies?
0: Yeah. Um, me, in regards to superhero movies, and I, I'm very casual. I just love them based on the fact that they're superhero movies. I'm like mm. a child every time I go to see someone dress as Batman. Hang
1: on. Did you like Fantastic Four 2015? No I did not Good <laughs> Yeah but uh, I, I That's think, an exception man I, I think a four year old Would have been upset With that movie <laughs> They'd
2: I'm be bored They'd fall asleep that Yeah it, But like, th- that's, that's interesting Because again uh, The serious tone Kind of raised a certain bar And suddenly it was like You couldn't do anything else You had to be really
0: Yeah you know, mm-hmm. like for me, like these movies are tales to astonishing, you know, I grew up on on superhero, so when I see them on the screen, I'm like, yes, I'm like,
2: finally, you know, you yeah, know, even I, though i but yeah but but no again, it's lovely to see those when you suddenly see Batman and and the tank and that, but no spent so much time getting it just right in terms of believability. He did build up the Playboy notion quite well, mm-hmm. yeah, but yeah bail first of
1: all, it doesn't say with me I think he was a better actor as a child than he is as an adult, <laughs> that's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the, it's the DiCaprio' problem of you can kind of see the acting all the time. Like he doesn't vanish into roles; he's always just doing the Christian Bale performance, and it's always very good. But it's still a performance you can see.
2: <laughs> uh, the one thing that I always stuck in my craw was
1: uh, the Batman voice, oh, yeah, which I is can. fine and begins, and then suddenly Frank, it turns. That was one good thing that Zack did. Yeah, the, the robot book, voice from the, the, Arrow. I yeah. yeah, I like that. That made sense.
2: I did. doing that all the time didn't
1: Oh, Come on, I'll <laughs> kill you.
2: You wouldn't want to be talking to your villains too much, would you? No. Especially when you're explaining like plot points to Commissioner Gordon or something. And you're like,
0: you're going home with a sore throat. You're like, I need a strapsel. That's why he has that utility belt. just full of straps.
1: I always loved in Dark Knight Rises that bit where um, he has to sort of exclaim in horror when Catwoman shoots Bane. And he goes, ugh. Because he keeps the voice in. So he has to kind of do a, "oh," But with the voice, it's like, ugh. Oh, it's, it's absolutely preposterous. Um, i've forgotten that, yeah, that <laughs> good. Good. yeah all the bad points just come flooding back now you're like oh, can God. we actually quickly discuss in terms of batman superman because i know i kind of brought this up earlier on with both of you and you didn't seem to fully agree like is it oh my voice broke uh, <laughs> all like christian bailing just strike my throat i don't think it's a very good or authentic version of either batman or superman okay it's a sort of decentish frank miller batman i guess but I thought fundamentally it's just wrong from the get go. I just it didn't feel like Batman. I think this stems back to the fact they changed the origin for Superman and Batman, in that their fathers gave them really weird advice in these movies. Like Jonathan Kent's whole thing is it's justifiable to let people die as long as you are on the right. And <laughs> um, Thomas Wayne's thing to me seemed to be because usually when Joe Chill kills them, he just kills them. In Batman Superman, you see Thomas Wayne going for the punch first. Yeah. He gets shot out of reaction rather than getting shot first. You know what I mean? But well, there's a question that his actions cause his death. Exactly, yeah. Which usually it isn't that case. That's
2: not the like, case. But then doesn't uh, Costner, or sorry, Paul Kent, mm-hmm. make a point that one action can do a good thing and cause a bad thing? Exactly, yeah. As long as you're in the right and save
1: your own kind, so, it's okay to let well, other that people mean- die.
2: The lesson there is damned if you do and damned if you don't.
1: <laughs> Which yeah, is true and is it's interesting. I actually quite like Batman Superman for just how morally compromised it is. But I think it sort of misses the point of at least Superman. I don't mind Batman being morally compromised to an extent. But at least with Superman he shouldn't be that morally grey from the get-go. Well, wh- who learned the lesson at the end of the film? Superman ends up
2: dead. Well they, they have their own of complex. Yeah I think complex. Superman learned his lesson before his own death. It's
0: like not everyone stays good. I think that's the thing. He he was too naive and everything. He didn't realize how deep these like mm. these bad guys will go to get what they want. Especially from him, like he essentially had to bow before
2: like bowing before little weenie. Yeah, uh, and <laughs> make him at go basketball.
0: Yeah, and ma- make him go kill someone just so his mother will survive. Like that's that's real deep and and something
2: that the, like the the light and the campness from. Superman. Don't forget, he's the third kind of... Uh, well, there's two There's two orphans in that film and one semi-orphan. <laughs> and, and obviously he had a terrible father. Isn't in the comic books, Lex's father is a pretty interesting demonic figure to Lex. In several versions, if yeah. I remember rightly.
1: Well, the thing is about this Lex, though, I feel like they have mentioned the father just in case people didn't like this performance. And then they can get Brian Cranston in and go, Here's your real Lex Luthor for Justice League Part 2. <laughs>
2: I don't think I that's honestly. going to happen. <laughs> it's
1: absolutely going to. But it's it's strange how they
0: have such a young Lex Luthor. Yet you have all these accomplished heroes like Batman already. You know Wonder Woman's been around yeah hundred years at
1: least. Well, Lex probably Lex only s- has these like little yeah.
0: files on them now. But
2: again, isn't it just reflective on what's happening at the moment with our young millionaires? And I mean the Zuckerberg. That's what re-
0: I think. That's what, what reference it's of people talking. What about they is tried true. to do with him was mm. they tried to Zuckerberg him.
1: Well, did you hear what the casting was with that? Where they got Eisenberg in originally to read for Jimmy Olsen for that Jimmy Olsen gets killed in the first scene. Jeez. The idea being that, like, Game of Thrones style, if we bring in a big-name actor and have him killed in the first scene, he'd be like, oh, no one's safe. But then for some reason, Zack Snyder went, you know what, you make a good Lex Luthor. Play Lex Luthor. Because Brian Cranston was actually in talks. Oh, he was almost cast. And he went, no, Eisenberg, go for it. He could have been in a finale. Was heard a idea. chat
2: that, had, that uh, Snyder had with his wife, and he went, isn't he crazy? Looking? Yeah. What can we get him to do?
1: Because he was supposed was to be Jimmy Olsen, but then he ended up being Lex but Luthor. The, Luthor. I, I,
2: I, just to go back <laughs> on the Olsen thing, I thought yes. it was... Jimmy had a sex change, had a witch yeah, God, Jenny Olson is in the movie, Jenny yes.
1: Olsen. She's called Jenny Olsen in both, but she never called it by name. But she is in the script, Jenny Olson, mm. and just ignore it, is ignored, I guess. <laughs> and poor Fishburne was
2: wise. I mean, I, I did want to see some more planets, but again, for everybody, out to go compare Superman the movie with the movie now, and it's <laughs> kind of interesting how sensibilities have changed mm, yeah. within him. How many years? God, oh my forty-ish, nearly forty years. Yeah and it's still a good movie and uh, Donner fought for a more serious and revered attitude in that movie that would have been as camp as the Batman of the 60s if the the producers oh yeah or the 90s (laughs) yeah. if if the Salkins had had their way there was one scene in the film I think where he's going looking for Lex Luthor and he finds Telly Savalas who was a famous 70s actor who played Kojak
1: And and he
2: says who's looking at you baby which was his catchphrase and that was in the script and also, the, the Salkins are these weird, kind of very wealthy people who made films. It's like they got to make movies, but they didn't, they didn't need the money per se. Mm. Um, they'd done, uh, and they, but they interestingly foreshadowed this desire to keep, to know that you've got your next movie coming because they made a film in the 70s called The Three Musketeers, mm-hmm. but they also made The Four Musketeers at the same time, but they didn't tell anybody. <laughs> they caused a thing called The Salkin Clause where you made sure there was a contract in, you couldn't get a contract for the actors to make two films at once and paying for one. Oh.
0: Mm. It's
2: actually a very good movie, funny enough, made by Richard Lester, who took over the directing chores on Superman 2. You all know the Richard Donner yeah, story yeah. in terms of he got sacked from Superman 2, though he'd shot 50% of it. Yeah. So they were clever in that they were covering two movies within one shoot, mm. which went on for 18 months now. So, But it's interesting that... Though Donner really sold something beautiful, and it does get camp. It has its kind of high comedy moments, but they're nicely balanced with some very pastoral stuff of of Superman growing up, and very interesting. Again, the religious stuff is in there Mm. big time with Jor-el being the 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 son of or the father of Kal-el, and I give you my son, and all that. I mean, it's not new to get all this religious iconography Mm. into Superman, but don't forget. Superman the movie is the reason that the S symbol is understood as being mm. a, a heraldic image of the of the Kal-El's family. So, and the, the comics jumped on that and took it in. So, the movies were feeding in, into the comics in the in the nineteen eighties. That's know? always That's a thing, interesting, now, yeah. and people of have forgotten that. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's and again, that film was sold in the various uh, lengths. There was a, a two hour version and you get there's now, there's a three version version of that film around oh. if you want to go find it and the salkins me. would have done that based on the fact that you could you sold to the tv channels in america by the minute uh, so yeah. there was about four or five versions of superman the movie knocking around never mind superman based 2. on what you could afford <laughs> but see but then lester who had had a funny relationship with the salkins as well they owed him money from the musketeers he finished superman 2. compared to those two films Superman 2 with Lester's so much campier than Donner's version. And then he did Superman 3, which was the last expensive Superman film. There was another very low-budget one. I've
1: seen the Moonflight clip. Yeah, so.
2: <laughs> it's, 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 it's basically Richard Pryor. I think hmm. uh, Pryor. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It's it's, it's 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 an awful film. Playing himself as and himself, and I have watched watched robots it, or something. Yeah. I've watched <laughs> it several times. Robert Vaughn comes in doing the Gene Hackman role of Alex Luthor. And Hackman was a good Luthor. But again, it's interesting that the lack of trust lasted for, or the bit of trust that Donner had to fight for lasted about one movie. And then as soon as someone else came in, they went back to just treating it in a childish way. Mm-hmm. And then we have the total opposite. They're being accused of treating the film too seriously. And I, so I don't agree, I think there's a lot of good stuff it might not be the greatest film ever but it isn't the worst base no. for DC to start for and no. I wouldn't be putting up the gravestone for DC just yet no, not by a long shot I think like the movie is already
1: like really successful worldwide mm-hmm. you're saying that it's taking a dip in sales well the rumour was they made it they needed to make 800 million to get their money back but they needed to make a billion for it to be seen as success in DC's eyes or Wonder Woman's eyes because everything makes a billion these days Star Wars Marvel whatever so but that's if you build a franchise out of it which they haven't done just yet they but haven't. the brand recognition alone should be enough to get this to a billion and it probably would have got to a billion if it'd been even slightly better than it was but It'll the, the word fair. of mouth no it's on like 700 million worldwide i think but the drop-off box office between weekend one and weekend two was something 80 like percent which is unheard of in the modern era like it was it went from 600 million to or not 600 million what was it? it must have been like 300 million opening weekend to 40 50 million last weekend like the the word of mouth is killing it, so it might make a billion. It might not. You know, DVD sales as well. DVD sales will pop it over, yeah. yeah. But and even then, like nothing else came out these weekends. Like it had, it had a clear run of the box office the last two weeks. It did, have and a it's very... still not doing well. Oh, what about Zootropolis? To... That the... Yeah, well, <laughs> Meet <laughs> the Blacks came out last weekend.
2: <laughs> Don't knock Zootropolis. I mean, Zootropolis is pretty good. I want to see that a... one. I want to yeah. see that as well. It's, it's a very
1: heartfelt movie. Would we call it there, guys? I suppose we should. That's if anyone, if anyone's still listening, well done. Uh, regular scheduled film talk will resume next time without as much energy. <laughs> thank you, Richard. It's been a pleasure. I've enjoyed this very much. Uh, thank Let's you both do for it coming. again yeah. soon. <laughs> the next one. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye.